Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Voice Podcast. This is Vernon R.E. Jones, managing broker, owner of Jones Homes. And for over 33 years, we have serviced the Severn County metro area. Well, last year, uh, there was a um, legislative agenda to get rent control passed in Colorado. Now, I would say to be or not to be in regard to rent control. Well, let's take a look at some facts. For more than 40 years, Colorado law prohibited local governments from enacting rent control ordinances, a recognition of the damage rent control can do to available housing and the negative impact that local government's housing policy can have on neighboring communities. As Coloradoans, we know all too well that you can't fix the costs for housing. Can't fix the price, can't fix the property tax, the maintenance, the energy costs, or anything else. The fiscal responsibility to maintain a property remains, remains whether you're living in that home or renting it. Trying to fix one cost component of that equation only creates a negative ripple effect across the entire housing market. On the heels of last year's failed attempt by Colorado lawmakers to pass a repeal of the prohibition on local rent control, and now standing in 2024 legislative session, and what will certainly be a reignited conversation in an effort to impose, impose rent control. It is even more important that we step back and take a thoughtful look at the well-studied, well-documented failures of similar policies in communities across the country to make sure we do not make similar mistakes. Rent control measures not only fail to improve the financial situation of most renters, but also shift the burden of economic difficulties, inflation, and other costs onto the housing provider provider with no counterbalance. This drives uh, housing providers out of communities, stalls new development, reduces the supply of rental units, lowers property values, and over time, harms that area's economy. Rent control has largely failed everywhere it's been tried. When evaluating public policy, let's take a look at some history. Both during and following World War II, between 1941 and 1964, federal government imposed rent control on roughly 80% of rental housing. Over time, the policy was abandoned after prominent economists unanimously argued against the policy and its ability to create housing solutions. That is a sentiment that continues today, with basically 98% of the country's top economists believing that rent control can have a negative impact on the affordable housing problem that we have. In fact, most arguments argue that rent control deters developers from building more homes, worsening the housing supply in cities across the United States, such as D.L. Horton, or Lennar, or Oakwood. If I'm going to have to develop more housing, and a percentage of it has to be, uh, let's say, let's say affordable housing, that's the way to do it. 
um, you can look at Stapleton and I think believe I believe five to ten percent of the housing out there was made to be affordable housing. Uh, other places I believe are starting to do that in new developed areas, new subdivisions. It's a good way to go. But again, the evidence has piled up even more in the past decade as study after study reveals that rent control policies reduce housing options for the people who need it most, no matter the place or policy. Controlling rental pricing helps a select few at the expense of future generations. A 2014 study in Cambridge, Massachusetts found that entire neighborhoods lost their desirability where the rent control policies implementation was most intense. According, and this is a findings published in the National Bureau of Economic Research. In fact, removing rent control spurred economic gains for residents within and nearby rent controlled structures. In a 2018 study by the Brookings Institute, rent controlled units were converted to owner occupied condominium housing because rental housing providers could not sustain continual losses due to rent control. While this may seem like it added to housing inventory, all it did was make the same units more expensive and accessible only to higher income individuals, further gentrifying the neighborhood and widening the income inequality, both opposite of the intended goals. In fact, the study found high-end housing generated in response to rent control losses attracted residents with at least 18% higher income. In 2022, St. Paul, Minnesota enacted rent control and the permitting data suggests Minneapolis is a beneficiary of St. Paul's rent control. According to the Wall Street Journal editorial page, once again, rent control reduced housing opportunities for the people who needed it most. Look within our own state, the July 2022 Affordable Housing Ordinance implemented by the city and county of Denver has already had a negative impact on our housing situation as it has significantly pushed the number of building permit applications down. Rent control rent stabilization, or any other labeling to describe this policy will create housing distress in communities across the state in multiple ways. Today's tenants might gain advantages of control pricing, but families and workers looking for a place to live and call home will find themselves locked out of, out of housing opportunities as current tenants are incentivized to stay in place. But let's get real, most renters want to buy down the road. You probably look at 70 to 80% of renters would like to be able to buy their own home. The less inventory we have, let me say this again, the less inventory we have, the higher home prices will continue to get. The more inventory we have, prices will begin to retreat and get back into an affordability sequence where more people can buy houses. It may not feel good to sellers to say that, boy, we build more inventory, the home prices will come down. Doesn't mean they're going to come crashing down, but they have to retreat 
to get back into a level of affordability where more people can access the American dream of owning their own home. A rental cap typically leads landlords to sell their rental properties to owner occupants so that landlords can still earn market price for their real estate. Rent control can also lead to the decay of the rental housing stock. In addition, landlords are more likely to skip property maintenance because they can't recoup their investment by charging appropriate market level rental rates. And I will say this about um, basically rent has decreased for the seventh consecutive months as more multifamily buildings and structures and apartments are, are coming onto the market. So again, supply of more rental units, which is happening, and more inventory home for homes for sale, and it's happening, is going to basic, let's put it this way, basically we've had a flat line of uh, property value increases over the last year. Some places got 1%, some places none, but basically we're kind of flatlined. So, like I say, some may say 1%, 2%. Some areas increase 3 to 4%. But that isn't the standard. That's not usually 1% to 2%, I would say, increased over the course of the last year, generally. Okay? Moreover, let's just put it, some jurisdictions would adopt rent control while others would not. This would place an unfair housing burden on local jurisdictions adjacent to those who adopt rent control because people will look for available housing elsewhere. While rent control may provide some relief to current tenants, in the long run, it decreases affordability, fuels gentrification, and creates negative spillovers on the surrounding neighborhoods. The ripple effect leads to transportation and workforce inefficiencies Areas where we are already in need of long-term solutions as well. We can pursue better policy options available right now. As I've said, we need to increase the supply of residences by removing regulatory barriers that only serve to limit how many structures are built and delay the units our communities need now. I think some people struggle with, okay, uh, I, you can't build a single family home there. Okay, can I build two townhouses that attach to each other? Can I build four townhouses on the same lot? So we have to get rid of zoning barriers and regulatory barriers that just say you will only build a single family home on that lot. Uh, the barriers that the zoning codes and all that kind of stuff that are so restrictive We've got to get flexible. Despite the good intentions of bill supporters and several state law lawmakers, the emotional, economically flawed passage of such a bill would result in a huge detriment to Colorado's housing market, creating a patchwork of rent stabilization ordinances throughout the state. It would lead to adverse outcomes by capping the ability for housing providers to set rental rates that basically what the market is bearing.
again, most studies have shown rent control policies will decrease development of new housing and reduce residential mobility, leaving even more large sectors out of Coloradans, sectors of Coloradans out of the potential homeowner housing access. Put simply, rental control policies have been proven not to work and the result is always less available housing and higher prices. According to data collected and analyzed by the Colorado Association of Realtors, our statewide housing inventory since near record lows since the association began tracking the data in 2010. At the same time, housing prices driven by an insatiable demand have hit and maintained record high level in the past two years while housing, housing affordability has tanked. Amid these factors, and more recently, higher mortgage interest rates succumbs affordability even more. But at least, we will say this about interest rates, at least they are retreating. I think a couple of months ago they were at 8%, now they're hovering around 7%. We stand here basically at the doorstep of a new year and a new lawmaking session at our state capitol. We know that rent control is not the answer, and we know that Coloradans don't have the housing to lose. Let's create some real solutions. Some of them I spoke about, but we've, the zoning has to be addressed. Um, again, uh, and the red tape has to be sped up so developers can start building more inventory that everyone, or at least most people, can have access to so they can touch things that involve their dream of having home ownership. There's so many other things I would like to say in this, but as we move along, uh, real estate is something that creates wealth and generational wealth. And although we know that we need affordable housing, rent control is not the way to get it. Please give me a call if you have any questions at 303-359-8218. This is Vernon Jones for The Real Estate Voice. Have a happy holiday. And as always, please be safe.